Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. We've made it to the end of another week. And the Packers don't have a complete CVS receipt laundry list of players with an injury designation heading into the weekend. It's been a while. But only four gentlemen are listed as questionable on the injury report heading into Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Jair Alexander, Luke Musgrave, a couple others who I can't remember off the top of my head. I went down a rabbit hole I'm not ready for. Uh, Alexander Campbell, Devondre Campbell, and Josh Myers. All this is questionable. Look, the Minnesota Vikings are playing uh, a decent brand of football the last couple weeks. And the Packers, regardless of who's out there, and all 53 were practicing today, so there's a chance they could be at full strength for Sunday's game. But regardless of who is out there, the Packers have to concentrate on all of the little things, but especially on offense. This 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 bit of inefficiency coming out of the gate, whatever they're being asked to do, and hopefully it's being simplified a little bit, but they've got to pick up a few first downs. That, that, that is more than anything else coming into this game, and I don't care if that's by buttoning up and running the football, though I don't think that will be the case, Uh, whether that is trying to create misdirections um, with some of the skill position players, whether that's hell, spreading it out, going five wide and letting Jordan Love go to work. However they choose to go about it, they just got to pick up a few first downs. It will set the entire tone. It will get Lambeau buzzing, possibly get them into a zone where you know, they can they maybe do something. I'm not sitting here saying, well, you know, they pick up a few first downs, they've got the game one. Not anything like that. But it has been ages, and I mean ages, since they came out the gate and looked even close to anything resembling the word efficient on offense. Um, we'll see what their approach is. Uh, clearly, talked about it all week, talked about it last night on transplants. The offensive line is the main kind of, I'm not going to say worry spot, but the this part that needs to step up and be a lot, a hell of a lot more consistent right across the board. Um, for the Vikings, like I said, they're, they're playing a decent brand of football right now, and they're finding their identity, even without Justin Jefferson. And I will say that is a pretty damn impressive feat. You never really know how a team is going to respond when they lose a superstar of that magnitude. And, and there was a lot of chatter around the Vikings about trading Kirk Cousins or compl- changing their approach on offense and, you know, the fact that their defense was uh, – you know, boom or bust, but they've really kind of, like I said, solidified things over the last couple of weeks and found a running game. And, and Kirk Cousins has been pretty efficient with the football. And obviously having an explosive playmaker like Jordan Addison helps, no question about it. Uh, but the Packers have the work cut out for him. Now, with all that said, there's nothing to say that the Packers can't find their stride on Sunday. And I know I've seen a lot of folks have already written the Packers off for this game. And the Vikings are going to come in, and they're going to walk up and down the field, and they're going to blitz the hell out of Jordan Love, and it's going to get ugly, and blah, blah, blah. And, hey, that might happen. I'm not naive enough to sit here and say that's never going to transpire, because it could. It absolutely could. But the Packers could also come out and finally show glimpses of starting to put it together and finding their way and operating at a somewhat more efficient level uh, on both sides of the ball. You never really know in the NFL. And it is a week-to-week league, as much as people don't want to hear that. And it is a matchup league. And 
if the Packers are even even closer to full strength than they have been, um, I, I like their chances. I like their chances. I know they're they're a home dog, only a point and a half, but they are a home dog. Uh, give me the Packers at Lambeau anytime in that situation. Uh, I'm not again. I'm not saying they're going to like go in there and stomp on the Vikings or anything like that, but I know a lot of people are counting them out, and uh, I'm anxious to see if they can, uh, you know, friendly confines, back at home for the first time in a long time, getting healthy. Let's put a few drives together and see what they got. That's where I'm at at this point. No grand pro- proclamations, but uh, interested to see what the squad looks like, so to speak. <laughs> Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see you. Ed starting us off. How you doing, man? All I want for Halloween is no three and outs. I can't promise no three and outs, but yes. How about not starting with a three and out? I'll 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 start I'll I'll lower the bar just a little bit. How about not starting with a three and out? That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. Ben, how you doing, man? Still feeling optimistic. We just need a spark and to cut out mistakes on offense to get going. Fix the O line and it'll slow down for J Love. Yeah, I mean, fix the O-line is is the real key there, right? And, look, the guys have to play better. There's no cavalry coming. It's very clear that they're going to ride with who they determine are their best five, and that's the five that they've been rolling out there since week two, essentially. And the guys across that front have to play better and more consistently. And, uh, you know, outside of, you know, bringing in Yash Nyman or whatever, you know, it's not like you're just going to, magically find new players to go get in there and make it all better. I mean, I know we sit here and think, oh, if they would only do this, if they would only do that. Well, it's very clear that they believe in the five guys they're putting out there. And, you know, if that is going to be the case, then those five have to play better and more consistently. It's point blank. You know, fix the offensive line. Well, the offensive line, heal thyself. Because those guys are the ones being tasked, and they're the ones who the coaches believe in. Well, okay, it's time for you guys to do the work. Vex, what's up, man? Let's go Bucks. Dame and Giannis are a once-in-a-lifetime treat to watch. Those threes were nuts. Takes me back to 2010-2014 Packers offense. Got to admit, I didn't watch a, a second of it. I went and watched uh, Killers of the Flower Moon last night. But I did see the highlights, and it does look dope. And Dame is awesome. Brandon, what's up, man? Interested in your thoughts on the nuance of not only 10's first real starts, a young offense, and league scoring and yards down from recent years. That's an interesting point that I was going to bring up during transplants last night, but then we got off on another tangent. Oh, transplants? Amazing. I can't imagine. That never happens. Um, but it is something, Brandon, that I do think has not been talked about at all when it comes to the struggles that the offense is facing. Offenses across the league are struggling to score points in the same way they had been for the last decade plus, right? Scoring is down league-wide. And it's, you know, incongruous, I think, in our minds to see Miami putting up 70 a couple weeks ago and thinking scoring's down, but it is, right? Defenses have adjusted to the modern rules. All the rules that have been put in place to help offenses, well, defenses have responded with, okay, fine, you got to drive the length of the field, and we're going to make you utilize 10, 11, 12 error-free plays to do it. And if you can do that, then, okay, fine, you've earned a touchdown or a field goal. But we're going to make you scratch and claw and fight every inch of the way. Like, people talk about, like, oh, the Packers aren't connecting on deep balls. Well, yeah, 
most NFL defenses now are designed to take much of that away. And it is very rare where you're going to have a guy in a situation where it makes sense to fire a deep ball, you know, because there's so much too high safety being played. Um, It's not, obviously, it's not a blanket, one-size-fits-all, like, this is what's happening. But it's a component of it. And if veteran offenses, offenses that have played together for a number of years are having trouble figuring it out, scoring points, etc., comparative to historical norms or recent historical norms, then, yeah, it probably makes sense that this historically young offense is having a hard time putting it together. You know, it's not an excuse. It's just a data point to point to and say, oh, hey, look, every offense league-wide is not as efficient and not, you know, scoring as much as we are used to as NFL fans. That's a real component. It's a very true thing. It's a good point, Brandon. Craig, what's up, man? At this point, the fact that the folks are writing off the Packers this Sunday, is that really bulletin board material, or are we past that now? I don't I don't think anyone's saying it's bulletin board material. I think if you ask the Packers inside, most of them are probably not paying attention to anything that's being said outside the building, and the few who are are probably aware of the perception of the team. You know, but, yeah, no. No, I don't think Matt LaFleur is going, did you see what they said about us on first take? Or, you know, did you see what Rogers God 20 on Twitter said? You know, they don't care. They know they have to play better. Like, doesn't – whatever's being said outside the building doesn't really amount to much. Janice, what's up, man? Wall said footwork bad on the old line except Tom. I saw a bit of his uh, talk with Andy, and I did see what he was saying about um, the footwork. I'm very curious to see if anyone in the uh, room will get a chance to ask either Adam Stenovich or uh, Butkus, if he's ever made available, about those comments. Because, look, Mike Wall's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. There's no doubt about that. Um, But he did play in a different era and in a different scheme. You know, what are they being taught? Well, they're not being taught the way Mike was, but, you know, I have no idea what they're being taught. I have no idea what's happening inside those rooms. Um, But, of course, he's spot on when he talks about, like, getting beat because you're not – the fundamentals are off or because your footwork is bad. I mean, I remember watching a uh, cool clinic, one of the coaches' clinics that Stenovich was on back when he was offensive line coach, talking about, and he had a game in Indianapolis where they looked at um, uh, David Bakhtiari and a rookie at the time, I can't remember who it was, but he was looking at their, the, both their, from their initial set to just their foot, first step, like nothing more than that. Just how they set, and then their first, very first initial step. And breaking down the difference between the two. Like, here's David Bakhtiari, multi-year veteran, all-pro, and here's a rookie who's still learning. You know, and the difference was night and day. But it's the thing that, looking from the outside, looking at, we would never see that on a Sunday, especially not the broadcast view. But even looking at tape, like we all do on the outside, we all get the All-22, we all look at it, and we go oh, this guy blew his block. Well, why did he blow his block? Well, here's the real breakdown of the footwork issue and things of that nature, all the technique that goes into it. But we don't know. I don't know what they're being taught. I mean, I know the footwork probably is bad, uh, no doubt. A lot of young guys on that offensive line, you know, between Rasheed Walker, Josh Myers, you know, Run has been there for a while. Elton Jenkins is obviously a former pro bowler, so you expect better. But 
yeah, I do think there's a few more levels to it. But like I said, Mike's forgotten more football than I'll ever know. Uh, Michael, what's up, man? It may be tough times right now, but I am still glad they stopped kicking the can, quote unquote. It will pay off. Keep improving and learn from mistakes. Go pack, go, Michael. That's a that's a healthy attitude. It really is. And if you understand that's what you're looking at when you look at the 2023 Packers, it makes it a little bit easier. And that's what we were talking about last night on transplants. Like you got to put this season in perspective, what they're coming from, what they're trying to build toward. It doesn't excuse poor play. It doesn't excuse like it doesn't like oh it's we're fine losing. That's not the, that's not the point. But it does give you perspective of what is happening. They are absolutely having to reset the roster after trying to win one last championship with Aaron Rodgers for a number of years. Didn't happen. Now they're trying to move on and build another championship window. That's it. That's what we're watching. Ben, what's up, man? That's exactly what I meant, Nags. Oh, well, good. I'm glad we're in lockstep then. Janice, again, what's up, man? Don't think we ask tough questions during pressers. I don't think that's a tough question. I mean, someone's perception of what's happening inside your building when you're not in the meeting rooms and not on the practice field is hardly a tough question. It's a question, no doubt about it, but I don't know how tough it is, you know? Like, yes, there's zero doubt that I would love more football questions to be asked. Um, But ultimately... I know this for a fact. Like when you start talking about technique or X's and O's in general, a large part of the public tunes out. That's just facts. The numbers back it up throughout my now, I don't know, ever since I started doing this in 2007, you know, like that is just a fact. So most people in the building asking the questions are producing some type of content, whether it is for a a written thing on a website or whether that is trying to get sound for television or whatever yeah no the the footwork question about the offensive line is not going to make your story is not going to get on the six o'clock news that's what that content's being created for you know i mean i loved during the pandemic when i had access via zoom i could ask those type of questions but because i didn't i wasn't depending on it for content i was genuinely just curious about it and I love diving into the kind of the drilling down on the football side of things, right? And I remember Larry McCarring, like literally one time when I saw him that next summer, thanking me. He was like, thank you for asking football questions. And, of course, Rock wants football questions asked. But it's like, yeah, I understand why those questions don't get asked. Like people aren't making that type of content because no one reads it or consumes it. And I know before anyone says, oh, I do. Like, yes, okay, you do. Like you are one person comparative to the 400 million other people who don't. I'm sorry. That's just facts. Vex, thanks again, man. How in the world do you evaluate Jordan Love when you may need to evaluate Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst? Is the front-off evaluate complicated by Murphy being out soon? Well, that's... I don't... I think evaluation is the right word here. Um, Especially not now. Like the idea being what we were just talking about as far as needing to pivot from Aaron Rodgers to a new era, right? It's clear that they, they are in on Jordan Love, no question about it, and they're in on the idea of we're going to let these young guys grow together on offense, right? 
I don't think you can make that determination after seven games. I certainly don't think you can make it after one season. I think on their end, internally, they're most likely sitting there thinking, okay, we're going to give this at least two years. That's my guess. I don't have any inside info there. So with that in mind, knowing that's how they're thinking or, or understanding that's most likely how they're thinking, right? I don't look at it as an evaluation from week to week, certainly. Maybe the end of next year you sit back and go, okay, does this plan look like it's headed in the right direction? We can probably make that determination at the end of next year, right? But right now, I just, I don't, I don't know. I I mean, I know there are plenty of people out there doing it. Hell, forget week to week, like play by play on Sunday afternoons, you know? Uh, I get that, but I just think it's a waste of time. Like they have a plan. Let's see if it's headed in the right direction in a reasonable amount of time. This is what Corey was talking about last last night. You know, yes, you can't just let things go on forever, especially if they're you're not getting results. But at the same time, you have to let if you if you have made the decision that you have a long term plan, well, you gotta let it breathe a little bit, right? Seven games is certainly not enough. Sorry, Vex. I know that's a very convoluted answer, but I don't think it's this easy thing of, well, this is the evaluation because there's, you know, been a couple losses and things are really frustrating right now. Let's look at the body of work first. We're not even close to getting to that. That's, that's as good as I can do for you. Don Vito, what's up? Did anyone else's heartbreak when hearing Steno say, we're not moving on from Myers at center, he's playing the best ball of his career? Christ. <laughs> it's the Christ that I like. Yeah, no, I know. Twitter had a meltdown at that quote last night. I mean, I just don't know what you guys expect him to say. He's going to come out and publicly lambast or throw under the bus his starting center? Look, it's clear they like Josh, and Josh is playing better. Like, he's not great, no, but he's playing better than he was. I, I just don't get what people expect. It's not a show. You know, they're not there to be talk radio. They're there because they have to be, because they're required to be by the NFL, right? They're not going to say, like, oh, yeah, Josh is terrible. Oh, did you see that block that he missed? Like, that's not what those sessions are for or ever going to be. So I don't know, man. Yeah, no, my heart didn't break. It was just like, oh, he's, he's going to bat for the young man, you know? I'd much rather that than... Did you ever watch a Mike Zimmer press conference? Yeah, I'd rather have Steno. Thanks. Jordan, what's up? Third and long will be the death of us. Go back. <laughs> You're not wrong, man. It's Yeah, third and long is not. You remember when they had third and long, like when Rodgers was in his prime, and it was just like they'd just run some. Like it'd be the, the opponent would get you in like third and 15, and the Opposing fans would be, oh, yeah, here we go. We got third and 15. And then Rodgers and Jennings would just run some deep 18-yard comeback. And Rodgers flipped the wrist and first down. Whew, baby, I miss those days. That was fun. Craig, what's up, man? Do the Packers have a history of bringing in outside consultants? Does that send the wrong message to the coaches or fans? Nagler, GM, what type of consultant would you bring in? I don't understand. Yeah, I've, It's funny that I don't know why this is in the kind of – ecosphere right now but i've seen this bandied about quite a bit craig and thanks so much for the super chat like 
consultants, I don't know. I remember in Ron Wolf's book, Ron Wolf hated consultants, and he thought they were a waste of time and money. On the flip side, I know there can be value uh, to outside eyes taking a look, right, at what you're doing. If you are, you know, having trouble getting going or frustrated or not finding the results you want, maybe you do bring in a set of fresh eyes from the outside. Like, I can see both arguments, but <laughs> I got to admit, the only thing I think of when I see this question um, Craig, not particularly you, but just in general, when people are talking about bringing in consultants, it's like they have 4 billion people on staff already. Like, you, look at the sideline on Sunday. There's 100 people in Packers gear. Like, I don't even know what half these folks do anymore. There's a million trainers. There's a 1,000 coaches. It's like if you don't have – and there's like a billion scouts. Like, if you don't have enough eyeballs on the thing already, I don't know what a couple more are going to do. Yeah, oh, they know football. Everybody in the building knows football. You know, I just, yeah. At some point, it's like, what do they all? What do they all do? What are they all doing? We got the assistant offensive uh, quality control coffee getter. Let's ask his opinion. Like, I don't know, man. I don't. I just don't know. TKM, what's up, man? Jordan Love to 83, once they figure out timing, fire. Appreciate you, sir. Are you talking about Jordan Love to Samari Torre deep? I don't ever want to see that again. They've never connected on that. Preseason, practice at camp, in the regular season, I haven't seen it work once. I just, yeah. I, I'm, look, I like Samari Torre. He's fine. He's not a deep threat. Get that off my television, man. I can't, I can't with that. Michael, what's up, man? I recently rewatched the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 32. Don't ask why. Boy, four really missed a wide open 86 on two key plays. Forgive me for even mentioning this game. My, my, Michael. Michael, it's Friday. It's Friday, Michael. You bring this to me on a Friday? I just rewatched that Super Bowl a few months ago. A few months ago in the offseason. It's Friday of the regular season, my brother. I don't need Super Bowl 32 up in here. going to make me cry. Mimsy, what's up, man? Third and long is Joe Barry's fourth, and you know what. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Third and long, I don't – you know what? Okay, I'm going to give Joe one. I don't hate him on third and long this season. I hate him on second and long. His defense on second and long, and I'm talking like if they get a big stop on first down, right – Somebody tries to run, you get them in second and ten. If they get their opponent in second and ten, you can set your watch that the Packers are going to play some soft-ass coverage on second and long, and they're going to complete something underneath and get themselves into third and short. Set your watch by it. Or you're going to get them into, like, second and 31, and they're going or 38 or some shit like they did in Denver, and they'll get, allow a 21-yard draw play. They are the worst second down defense I have ever seen this season. It's terrible. It's terrible. You can set your watch by it. Big first down stop. Here we go. And give up eight yards on second down. Clockwork. You watch. Watch on Sunday. It'll happen. It will happen. Michael, what's up? Super Bowl 45 was awesome. There you go. Not, thank you. Th now it's Friday again. Thank you, Michael. See? See? 
That wasn't so hard. That wasn't such a chore now, was it? I love it. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I just caught up in the first part of the chat. And someone was literally one of the first chats was just, we are trash. <laughs> Look, they have not been playing well. There's zero doubt about that. I ain't making excuses for it. But you never know when that worm is going to turn. You never know when teams might start to put it together, especially a young team like this. I'm excited, man. Excited for Sunday. Let's change the narrative, Green Bay. Let's do it. I'm all about it. All right, everybody. I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell the friends and tell the family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.